Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Plays its part, the body grows. And uh, I'm just excited because we've done this for like nearly 25 years now. And honestly, what I've experienced and seen God do in my life and in others' lives, through stretching a little, through sacrificing a little, through you know, putting my hand to the plow and saying, God, I'm committed to what you're committed to. And the, the Jesus said, I will build my church. He was, he was passionate about building the church. He was passionate about touching lives and seeing worlds transformed. And I believe that the church is the answer to society's problems. I believe we can be that bright, shining light sitting on a hill. I believe we can be the salt of the earth that, that flavors people's lives and helps them live a better way. Amen? You know, was, who was here last week for Tony's message? phenomenal if you weren't I, I really want to encourage you to, to listen to the podcast but he, he spoke from a verse in Luke 4 and it was where Jesus came to Simon's mother-in-law and healed her and as soon as she's had a condition for a long time this was a you know a, she was she was going to die she was really sick Jesus healed her and says immediately she jumped up and with energy and with passion she was gracious and she, she was hospitable and she was generous and he brought these three things. He said uh, there, was, there was endurance. She made it through. There was energy in the midst of what she was doing. And then there was enthusiasm. And I thought if we, if we hold those attributes in life, if we go, you know, I'm not giving up and I'm not giving in and I'm just going to put one foot in. That's what it takes when you make a commitment to do something. It's I'm going to endure through this. I'm going to get through this. And, you know, if, if it's I've committed $1,000, well, that's, I'm going I'm to give $20 a week. When, I, when it's easy, when it's hard, when I can, when I don't know that I, I'm just going to endure and get through. But then it says that she had energy. And what I've found is I get more energy when I apply a little bit of energy, when I expel a little bit of energy. And when, I, when I'm tired, I'm sitting on the lounge, I don't want to do anything, I don't want to do anything. But when I get, I'm just going to go for a run. The first 10, 15 steps is oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing myself to break through an energy level, to break through some resistance. But then I start to get a flow. And then I start to get a rhythm. And then by the end of the run, I ran further than I thought I could. Now, this is metaphorical because i got bad hips. I don't run. But <laughs> Melissa runs, and she's told me this is how it works. But I, I get more energy as I run. I used to run. Anyway. Uh, and then enthusiasm. Do you know when I, when I then find that flow, I then find that I get happier. And my thoughts flow in a happy or a positive direction. And I want to encourage us. This is an awesome time. And this is a great opportunity. And whether I'm weird or not, I actually just get excited about giving to the house of God. And to giving uh, to, you know, anyway, it, it's, it's, I'm just getting excited. Thank you, Jesus. My main scripture for today is Isaiah 43. If I get too excited, I'll start to dance and then we're all in trouble. Isaiah 43, starting in verse 18. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I love this. This is an awesome piece. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. I believe we're in a time where God is doing a new thing. Where he wants to do a new thing in us individually in us corporately, in our community. I, I, just, I just sense a rising tide of the Spirit of God over the Sunshine Coast and over, over Queensland. I feel God is ready to move. He's looking for a people that will move with Him. God is, God is ready to do the miracle. God is ready to, to shift things up. 
The Bible says in the last days, the house of God will become the chief among the mountains. That, that we're not a minority and we're not a, a, a small offset. That we, we are the king's kids. We're in the army of God and that we can actually do things and achieve things in God that you wouldn't even think are possible. And what I love about this is in the preceding verses to that passage I just read, God was talking to the people of Israel saying, I've done this and I did this. I led you through, through the Red Sea. I, I led you out of captivity. I led, he says, but, but remember not the former things because that is going to pale into insignificance to what I'm about to do. The new thing I'm about to do in your midst, the new thing I'm about to do in you and through you, forget the former things. Let's get ready to do the new thing. Move with me, work with me, build with me. Let's do this together. Amen? Fantastic. And it's exciting because when God does a new thing, new things are exciting. New things are exciting. A baby is exciting. In six months' time when the baby's not sleeping, it may not be as exciting, but, but it, it, have you ever bought a new car? And you get that smell. And you want to sit in the car even when you're not driving it. You just sit there and you touch the, the steering wheel and you twiddle this knob and you do this and you pull down the vibe and it smells good. It's, a, it's exciting, right? You ever got a new job and you're like, I'm, I'm getting out of bed. Not, that's probably stretching the bow a little bit too far, but you got a little bit excited because you got a new job. The thing is this, when God does a new thing, we also need to do a new thing. So the new thing isn't as exciting when I have to do something. I just want the new thing. I just, just it's, it's new. It's awesome. We're getting a building. We're getting a building. C3 Center, it's going to be awesome. We're getting, I have to do something in partnering with the new thing that God is going to do, where He makes a way and where He brings provision and where the supernatural takes place. He says, all right, now I'm doing a new thing. You do a new thing. You go to a new place. And most people want the new thing or they want the new day or they, they want the breakthrough, but they don't want to leave the old thing. See, the Israelites, did, they had to leave the old to get into the new. You have to leave captivity and walk a little, journey a little, endure a little, expel a little bit of energy, get a little bit enthusiastic to get to the promised land, to get to the breakthrough. And uh, old things are comfortable. And old things are convenient. Because I know what they are. And I know how to deal with them. And I know what it looks like. I can manage that. So that's where the stretch is. That in the new thing, I got to do a new thing. I got to live a new way. I got to do something. And I just want to encourage us this morning that we can't stay the same, act the same, or think the same if we're to experience the new thing that God's doing. The big day. The new day, the enlarged day. We can't, we can't do what we've always done. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So if I want the new thing, I've got to do some new things. Amen? Isaiah 54 says this. It says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. You'll expand to the right and to the left. Your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Do not fear... You'll not be ashamed, neither disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. You will not forget the shame of you. You will forget the shame of your youth, and will not remember the reproach, or the wood, or of your wood, widowhood anymore. For your Maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is His name, and the Redeemer of, is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. I love, enlarge the place of your tent. I'm the only one that can do that. For me, 
You're the only one that can do that for you. If you want to live a bigger life, if you want to live the enlarged God life, you know, Drew was talking about Jeremiah 2011, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. That's God's plan for your life. You have to do something with God's plan for your life for that to become a, a reality in your life. But here it says, enlarge the place of your tent. The only way we get bigger is to get bigger personally. Can I encourage you over the course of these next few, next few weeks, let God speak to you. Let God challenge you. Let God draw out the bigness that is on the inside of you. It says in 2 Corinthians that we've all been given the spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith. There is seeds of the spirit of God on the inside of you that you carry, but you have to work that. You have to do with something with that for it to get strengthened and for it to grow. You know, you go to the gym and you start doing some weights, and what it is is it's muscles tearing to reproduce and, and grow again. And again, Amanda told me about this because I don't go to the gym, is, is that when you go and you lift weights, you t I'm just playing everybody. You tear muscle, and, you, it's, it's, and, it, and it hurts. The first day after going to the gym, it hurts. The second day, it hurts more. Third day, it starts to subside, and, and then you start to see some definition, and then you start to see some growth. But I have to do something, and there be a tearing at first, a stretching, a pulling for that growth to take place. And then what I love is it says, do not spare. Can I encourage you, now is not a time to spare, to hold back, to withhold. And, and it says in Hebrews, it says, we're not of those that shrink back. We're not of those that live sparing. We're of those that press forward unto salvation. And it's not just our salvation, it's the salvation of others. It's the salvation of our community. And we've declared for the last four years, Noosa will be a city for Christ. Every man, woman, and child will worship the Lord their God. And, and I believe every person on this planet was put on this planet to worship God, to honor Him, to have Him as number one in their life. And, and that has to be the vision that we hold in front of us every day. But we only will experience that when we live a big life. And I don't want to be a small person. I don't want to be withdrawn and withholding and sparing. I want to be generous. I want to be with, with, with affirmation, with encouragement, with generosity, with, with all of my life. Because I think that honors God. It says, God, I believe that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that I could ask or imagine. I'm putting my faith in you and I'm stepping out my belief. Because it's really easy to say I love Jesus and God's number one, but the rubber hits the road when I have to make a commitment to my commitments. Amen? I'll keep moving on because I'm getting some looks. And I love this because it says, do not fear. I feel like in the midst of this vision, do not fear. Do, you know, because we fear so many things. And Matthew 6 says, you know, look at the birds of the, the air, look at the lilies of the field, look at, you know, Solomon in all his splendor. It, it says, don't look for earthly treasures. Don't look. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty simple, and I think that helps me in my, in my faith, because I just believe what the Word says. The Word says, seek God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And over the last 20 or so years, we've seen a whole lot of things added unto us that I can't rationally or literally explain to you how it happened, but God. God got in the middle of our circumstances. I remember one, I got a phone call, sell your house in Sydney. I'm like, I'm not selling my house in Sydney. Why would I do that? Long and the short of it, within four weeks, we'd sold that house after one open house, one 45-minute open house, and the amount over the estate record, nobody had ever, was 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands above the estate rate and we did nothing but somebody said I was praying the other day sell your house God will make a way where you do, I'm not smart enough to do that stuff I don't follow the property market I don't I just I just build I just put one brick on top of the other and that's that's there's a house no I'm just what I'm saying is God will make a way and God will use what you have and God will use you where you're at to establish to see his plans and his purposes come to pass in your life amen so so from that enlarge do not spare and do not fear we need to get bigger you know I love what uh, Peter Walsh said a few weeks back he was talking about the fact that in life and in Christ there's no neutral ground there's no sitting still it's not okay well I'm not moving forward but I mean I'm neutral no no if we're not moving forward in life we're actually moving backwards because life and society and so is moving forward at a great rate of knots, we need to keep moving, we need to keep enlarging to stay up with. And you know, all God asks of us is that we'd stay in pace with Him in life. He, he's walking a journey and invites us on that journey. Just says, you don't have to get in front of me, don't drag me, just, just walk with me. Let's do life together and together we'll grow into what I have for you. Amen. You all right, people? We all, we're good? Good. I'm glad we got no blow darts or anything like that or no little voodoo dolls. Or stab Chichi, get rid of him. So this is our vision builders. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm tired and I'm feeling a bit naughty this morning. I, I went and watched an NBA game with Grant this week and just surface thing. I might have to come for some counseling. He yells a lot. He yells at the TV and I'm thinking, shivers, I, I'm not used to this. In my house, it's so peaceful and just... <laughs> Zen-like, it's just that none of that happens. It, well, if you've been to our house, you know that's not true. Yeah, except for Origin, then we all yell. So we're in our Vision Builders Month, and we're focusing on getting a permanent facility. And that facility isn't for the sake of having a building. That's to take, put a stake in the ground and say, you know what, we're taking ground for God. We, we are going to build this as a monument to you. There will be signage, there will be praise offered up from that place, there will be prayer offered up from that place, that we want to take ground. And I tell you, the world is taking ground in every area, and there's every type of establishment and every type of thing being worshipped in our society. We want to take ground for Jesus Christ and put that state and say, you know what, we're here and we're here for good, and we're going to lift up the name of Jesus. And I, I love what it says, is, if you lift me up, I will draw all men unto myself. That we need to create that space that we can lift up Jesus, you know, over, over Noosa, over the sunshine, that, that he will draw men unto himself. Because ultimately we're a signpost. We're a signpost, and my life reflects God to somebody. Now, now the God that they see is reflected out of the way I do life, so i got to do life well, uh, but, but that, that's what we're here to do. And we believe in the youth. We believe they're the future of, of not only this church, but of our society. And we want to give them a, an option that they don't have to go out and get wasted. They don't have to go and give themselves away. They don't have to get addicted to substance or any other thing. That they can come into the house of God. That they can use their gifts and their talents and their abilities to worship the Creator. And, and that, that's what we want. We want to offer a place where people can come in and get counseling. That they can get healed up emotionally and, and that we can pray for them. They can get healed up spiritually and that God can do a work in their life. And, and, and people, you know, we've heard it said, well, why do you need a church? Why do you need a building? Well, the reality is we don't. We could set up and pack down forever, but I th it makes a statement to society that we're not irrelevant and we're not peripheral, but we are right in the heart of the community. We want to be a blessing. We, wa we want to allow the power of God to flow into our lives and through our lives through this establishment. Amen? 
Now, I love what it says uh, in Luke 5, 36, 39. It's the parable of the new wineskin. So I'm talking about enlarging, talking about getting bigger and allowing myself to grow into the God plans for my life. It says, then he spoke this parable to them. No one puts a, a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new one makes a tear. And also, the piece that is taken out uh, of the new one does not match the old. No one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled. And the wineskins will be ruined, but the new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. No one, uh, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new, for he says, the old is better. So I want to remind us again that God is doing a new thing. And in the new thing, in the new day where that God is moving, we have to allow ourselves to be renewed. The Bible says to, to think on the things of God, to think on the, that, that we will see our lives transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so I want to encourage you here today that to allow yourself to think on, to, to spend time in the presence of God and with God so that He can show you and reveal to you. Because we've got a vision for this church and we, we let you know what that is all the time, but I want you to get the vision for the church. I want the vision of God for this house to drop upon your heart so it becomes revelation on the inside of you because that will draw you forward in life. That will spur you forward. That will give you the energy and the enthusiasm to endure and get to the other side of commitments that we make when we have the heart and mind of Christ towards His plans for our community. Amen? You know, and the re reality we face is that vision builders is a stretch, and I have expressed that, but it, it does take sacrifice and commitment, but it's worth it. it it's, wor it's worth it for a life. I think about the fact that we packed up everything we had in Sydney and came up here knowing no one, not even knowing the region very well at all. We'd been here twice before over many years, but we knew God had called us. And it was sacrifice, and it was a stretch, and it was, we've got three young kids, what the heck are we doing? We're just, you know, leaving our beautiful house that we've just finished building on the northern what, what are we doing but we knew God had called us to and, and as we stepped out God stepped out as we stepped forward God kind of stepped into the middle and we found friends and we, we you, you know today we have what we have because God is faithful to the word and the call it says in Galatians it says let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. Let's not grow weary in doing good. Serving God is wearying at times, but, but doing anything in life is wearying. To, to establish anything, to build a business, to, to whatever, it, it's, it takes energy and effort. So when God comes the, becomes the priority, it's, it's worth doing and it's worth committing to. Amen. You know, so in the coming weeks, we're going to step out together and make a commitment to build God's house. I, I just kind of want to remind us, and I might even get the team to come. I just want to pray, or whoever, just, um, I, I want to just open the altar up this morning for a, a time of prayer. Well, you might be in a, the valley of indecision. Am I committing? Am I not committing? Am I, there is no pressure. And like Drew was saying, you know, it's, it's God looks at the heart. It's what we can do when we can. But, but I'm excited because what we're doing now is laying a foundation for what God's going to build upon in the future. And we've done this for two years now. This is our third campaign. And we've got a, a, a good amount of money in uh, an account that when we find the facility, we're going to be able to put down a, a good chunk of change as a deposit or to pay for a year's rent on that facility. But we just know that God is preparing and bringing that facility, the right facility for us to us. 
and we've just established a, a vision builders committee that are going to use their collective wisdom and talent to go and find that building, to talk to the right people, to source that building, to negotiate leases and, and set it up that we do it right from the beginning. Uh, but God is good in the midst of stretch, in the midst of strain, in the midst of pressing. God is good. And I want to remind you of that this morning. God is good and He's for you. And, and you know, I, I, the enemy will always try and come in and dissuade or discredit what God wants to do. And you'll, you'll get every reason why you can't commit. But I want to encourage you to press forward in faith. And so it may not look like we should in the natural, but in God we're going to do it. And in faith we're going to do it. It says this in Romans 8.31. It says, what then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I love that. If God is for you, nothing can be against you. Or it may be against you, but it won't have victory over you. It won't take you out. It won't defeat you. When God is in your corner and God is in the midst of what you're doing, there is nothing. I love what it says in Corinthians. It says, thanks be to God that gives us our victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus, victory is assured. In every area of our victory is assured. Yes, we've got salvation, but you can live in victory and blessing and abundance right now here on earth. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not now with him also freely give us all things? Who will bring charge against God elect? It is God who justifies. Who is it that condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. God's will is that we wouldn't just know His love. His heart and His desire is that our community would know His love. That the broken and the hurting and the lost and the downtrodden that, that live around us and live amongst us, that they would know and feel and experience His love. And what I'm heartened by every day is that I can be a part of the process of somebody else experiencing the love of God. And again, it's not the amount, but it's the heart attached the willingness to say, God, I'll do it. God, and, and we've had years where we've given a lot of money. We've had years where we've given what we could. Because it wasn't about the amount. It was about what God was calling us to do as a stretch. Who shall separate us from the love? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? As it's written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Can I encourage you? There is nothing that can separate you, not your past, not even your future. There is nothing that can separate you from God. He is so in love with you. He's so taken by you that he won't let anything get in the way of that except unbelief. Unbelief and lack of faith is the only thing that disconnects us from God. But when we step into that, faith, that place of faith, we say, God, I don't, I don't have much else or I may not know much else, but I know that you are good. I know that you are loving. I know that you're gracious and merciful. When I declare that he is Lord God and Savior, that the gap erased and connection is formed again 
I want to encourage us as we enter into a new day, let's be men and women of faith, men and women of endurance, men and women of energy, and men and women of enthusiasm. And let's see God do a mighty work in Noosa. Amen. Could you stand around? Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.